again. I'm your mental health flight attendant, Camille. The captain would like me to forward a message to you all. What was it? Oh, yeah, this. Stop fucking doubting yourselves, you dumbasses. Great. That was the message. Now, buckle up and prepare for landing. It's not our final stop, but simply a layover. Something of a metaphor, is it not? Welcome to episode 44 of Have a Blessed Gay, your spiritual comedy podcast. I am your holy host, Tyler Martin, and this is a big episode, y'all, because, drumroll please, because I have an announcement. As you know, this is pretty much a one-man band over here. I loathe the term passion project because... Well, it's typically used in quite a condescending way. However, this podcast is a passion project of mine. It is definitely not a source of income, but I do it because I am extremely passionate about the topics, the themes, spreading love, creating a space where people can share and relate. But really, most importantly, I am passionate about spreading awareness, education, and knowledge. But y'all, it takes a lot, okay? And although I am very happy to do it, and I absolutely love it, it is amazingly time-consuming. I have so much I want to do for you in this beautiful community, and I simply don't have the time right now. So, in order for me to be able to revamp the podcast a little bit and extend what all of Have a Blessed Gay as an entity does, I need a little time. Thus, this will be the last episode of this season. I am capping it off here. But definitely do not be sad. This will actually allow me to be even more present on social media. And I have so, so, so much planned for the future. Like making this podcast accessible on YouTube, other visual branches that I am also excited about, and just expanding the community in various ways, building up the community in various ways, and a lot more. But here is something that I am pumped about. I would love for you to be a part of this. If you have ideas, things that you would like to see and hear, let me know. Send me an email or DM. But even more than that, if you would like to be involved in a more hands-on approach, whether you have ideas of what or how or you have no idea whatsoever, that's fine. Just let me know that you would like to be a part of it. Truly, the more, the merrier. And I know from connecting with all of you amazing people, you have incredible ideas and you're eager to be involved in a movement like this, in a community like this. So this is the time to reach out and tell me if you would like to be of service in any way, and I am positive we can find a wonderful avenue for you and your talents. So give me a holla. 
Also, for updates on the second season and community info, please sign up for the email list on the Have a Blessed Gay website. That's haveablessgay.com. And speaking of you all, because I am just so freaking nice, I am extending the giveaway from last episode. I've been asked to by multiple people, and also I haven't been the best on social media, so I'm just going to extend it. If you would like a signed copy of the Deconstructionist Playbook, the awesome book I'm giving away all about deconstruction, you can still enter to win it. Just write a quick review for Have a Blessed Gay on Apple Podcasts, take a picture once it's approved and posted, then email hello at haveablessgay.com with the picture and your name. And boom, that's it. You're entered. I will pick someone next week, so you have one week from today. No more extensions, so hurry and get on it for that free book. I'll even kiss it for you. For this week's review, I'm reading one from Blue Flower Bug. Subject line reads, Simply Perfect. This podcast is wonderful because it provides such a vast experience of emotions. If you want something intellectually stimulating, heartwarming, and hilarious, this fits all categories. Fantastic conversations with amazing individuals. Tyler Martin has created something simply perfect. Wow, that is extremely kind and so very appreciated. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Blue Flower Bug. For those of you who listen to the end of each episode, the true baby angels out there, you know I give my top takeaways from each discussion. So, for this last episode of season one, I thought it would be so fun to give my ultimate top picks from this season. But choosing my top takeaways from the episodes, I mean, this has been harder than I even imagined. Harder than my nipples at an ice skating rink in Canada. My original list was obnoxiously long. As long as my... well, <clears throat> anyway. So I decided to limit myself a bit. Many, many, many honorable mentions, but I narrowed it down to my top five takeaways. Oh, I know, even just saying it out loud hurts. There's been so many incredible moments and takeaways, but I hope these inspirational moments from this season just slap some love across your pretty little face. Grab your parasol, your gloves, and some hand sanitizer, because we're gonna take a stroll down memory lane. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, the leading provider of online counseling. Y'all, the world is crazy and mental health is important. Some might even call it spiritual. I personally use BetterHelp myself and absolutely love what they're doing. BetterHelp makes professional counseling accessible, affordable, and convenient. So if you're struggling emotionally, battling anxiety, or you can't stop crying after an episode of Queer Eye, BetterHelp can be there for you anytime, anywhere. Go to my personal link at BetterHelp. 
betterhelp.com slash blessgay to check it out and get what? 10% off. The best part is you don't even have to leave your house. They offer four ways to speak with a licensed counselor, video calls, phone calls, real-time chat, and direct messaging. All counselors have been qualified and certified by their state's professional board. In other words, you're not talking to a lobster dressed in human clothes. They're legit. All you gotta do is go to my link at betterhelp.com slash blessgay and begin the questionnaire to match you with a therapist who is uniquely qualified to serve your needs. How sexy. It's super duper easy and you're matched within 24 hours or less. BetterHelp has a monthly subscription rather than paying per session, which makes it cheaper. But if finances are still a concern, financial aid is available for those who qualify. Get counseling, improve your life, and help this podcast out in the process by going to betterhelp.com slash blessgay. Sign up today and get 10% off. That's betterhelp.com slash blessedgay. As you probably already know, I am hella prideful when it comes to my guests on the podcast. They have been so wonderful and enriching, and something I love about them is that they are so vastly different. In this episode, you'll hear from a Muslim, a couple of people who identify as more of agnostic thinkers, a Christian, and a Jew. All gathered in one episode, it is an amazing reminder how similar we are. That identities and labels can uplift and define us, yes, and they can do so without isolating us from others. We can be proud of ourselves, love ourselves, uplift ourselves, and then in turn spread that love to others, uplifting them along the way. My first takeaway comes from episode 7 with the inspiring Daisy Khan. Daisy is an incredible activist for the Muslim community and for women's equality all around the world. She has written books, founded organizations, been listed among Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People and Huffington Post's Top 10 Women Faith Leaders. She and I have many common beliefs, and one of those is the idea that we can and should support and uplift one another. And yes, that does include those we may not look or sound like. In this highlight from her episode, she calls us to come together, an amazing calling and state of mind to be in, as we begin to go through my top takeaways. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, if we could collectively restore God-given rights of personal fulfillment, because in every religion, that's what God says, justice and equality, if you just take these three things and you just, as all faiths come together and say, these are the three things that are guaranteed to all of us, you know, and, um, and, and then work towards that, you'll be able to remove all these false barriers that people have placed to relegate certain groups of people, you know, away from this, um, from, from, from that institutionalized, uh, uh, religious discourse. And I find in my faith, when obstruction has been encountered by women, it's not been by Islam, the faith, because 
clearly I can go to my scripture and see what it says. But almost always local traditions, like ongoing traditions that people have, and sometimes even corrupt customs. And this is very common in in tribal societies where people have developed their own customs, uh, mandated mostly by men with outdated attitudes towards women that then get manifest in the community as if it is religious. And Mm -hmm. so peeling that layer away from it and saying, is it really religious or is it really your customary practice or is it your culture? What is it? So let's peel away the onion. I, I really think that we all need to come together. I think that we can make the world a much better place if we all understand in the grand scheme of things who we are as human beings and what is our purpose in life and how we can discover that. And we can do that together. I think this era demands us coming together. And all of our religions serve that purpose individually for us. But collectively, I think that, um, uh, you know, our societies, our communities, our future demands something greater and us coming together. Whether we are religious or not, or whether we are affiliated or not, we can still come together on some big issues. Uh, that really uh, affect us collectively as humans. Now for number two, from episode number two. Look how nicely that worked out. Nina West, the guest from episode two, and the Drag Race superstar from RuPaul's Drag Race was a delight to talk with. A person who is as nice on TV as they are in real life. They are out there truly making the world a better place. An activist like none other. I swear, they're doing so much they cannot possibly sleep. In this touching moment of the episode, Nina gets fired up talking about activism living outside of ourselves and embracing this beautiful world around us. The life that we all have on this planet is really unique. I would find it hard to believe that we're all here by chance. I believe in myself. And you know, um, I see people who struggle every day to even find the ability to believe in themselves. Like what a what a divine power that is, and I, and when I, I say that, I'm like divine, right? Believe. Well, that makes sense, right? Okay, like it's not. I I don't live in a world. None of us live in a world of black and white. It's gray. You know, this is mm-hmm. everything is gray, and I think we're on. We're here together for a very short period of time. Truly. The time that we are all on this planet is so small (laughs) to the history of this world and this universe. And I need to make the best of it. And you need to make the best of it. And and, and your neighbor, whoever, the person walking across the street from you that you will never see ever again, but in that moment of them walking across the street from you, they they need to make the best of their moment in this lifetime. While we all coexist, everyone's way of seeing the world is different. And I'm open in my time of being here, open to seeing how people see the world. It's my, my perspective is not the, is not the right one (laughs) because it's not the only one. Mm -hmm. God forbid I'd be closed off to a lifetime and a world of experiences because I'm too busy 
with mind, minding myself, you know, like, I've got, like there's a whole life to live. And that's like a, hopefully and that's something in the listeners will hear is like, there's a whole life to live, you know, and it's tough during this COVID time, but my gosh, like if you're able to see how beautiful this world really is, you can make impactful, powerful change. Yeah, I don't know if what words I use for different things necessarily or what religion, if any, that I necessarily attach myself to all the time. But if we are all part of something, which I tend to believe, then the act of believing in myself, I am then believing in whatever that is. Yeah. And I think that that's, yeah, I think that that's really, really powerful. My number three is from episode 27. This takeaway is from a religious badass, Rabbi Denise Ager, someone who is changing the landscape not only for the Jewish community, but for all religious communities, showing what is possible. What we primarily discussed in the interview was her groundbreaking book, Mishkan Ga'ava, Where Pride Dwells, a celebration of LGBTQ Jewish life and ritual. A gorgeous book filled with prayers, rituals, history, and traditions that actually include the LGBTQ plus community. It's incredible. There is no other religious denomination that has published a book of queer prayers as part of its primary liturgy. So it's a big deal. And she is a big deal. In this specific highlight, she talks about the importance of representation in theology, in practice, and in ritual. I mean, look, let's be honest. How much of the Bible has been used to hurt and 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 cause violence against LGBTQ people? So it, much. <laughs> so much in so many in so many traditions. It I will tell you, it's a misreading, a misunderstanding. The, they keep pointing to verses in Leviticus. It doesn't say what they say it says. Um, and they don't understand the context. So it's been misused traditionally. But that said, that doesn't take away that I feel hurt by it or or that that, that it's been used to harm LGBTQ people and, and be violent against them. So Judaism has uh, a long history of not separating our spiritual and our day-to-day. In fact, that is the call to live every day as a spiritual being and live a holy life. And how we do that is to take and be mindful. So when you bless, when you eat your meal, you say a blessing over the bread and over the food to help make a mindful moment of what you're doing, that it just didn't come to the table. There were people involved. Somebody had to grow it. Somebody had to prepare it to take that moment of Thanksgiving uh, and, and nourish the spirit, not just the body. So that's what this book tries to do is to not help us bifurcate our lives, but as LGBTQ people to live full, holy and integrated lives. And theologically, as you said, the Hebrew word for shalom, which you know is peace, is that is also connected to the word for wholeness. Mm. 
And so um, we want to live lives that are whole, W-H-O-L-E and holy, H-O-L-Y, um, that are filled with a sense of integration. We don't have to separate our queer self from our spiritual self, from our family part, from our work life. We could live, should live our life in fullness, all the beautiful parts of ourselves. And that's what this prayer book tries to do. This book of ritual and celebration is to encourage that and support that as well. So, for example, in this book, when a transgender person has their maybe their first hormone shot, that should that's a really important holy moment in someone's life. It's the beginning of a new part of a journey. And, and in Judaism, whenever we begin a new part of a journey, there's a prayer, a blessing we say for that. So we created for, in this prayer book, a blessing to mark that really holy and sacred moment of transformation. Um, and we did that throughout the book on all kinds of things, um, things that would, as you said, center the voice of LGBTQ plus people. We created a beautiful ceremonies and rituals that really reflect who we are and reflect our experiences as LGBTQ people for the Sabbath dinner table, for these important moments in our lives. Number four. This takeaway comes from episode 16 with the very popular deconstructionist Brandon Robertson. Brandon comes from an evangelical Christian background, but is now fighting for social and spiritual justice in a slightly different way. Named by the Human Rights Campaign as one of the top faith leaders leading the fight for human rights, he has worked with political and social leaders around the world to end conversion therapy and promote LGBTQ plus rights. He is the only guest, I might add, that has been on the podcast twice. His second time we discussed Christian privilege, which almost made it into the top five takeaways. That's episode 31 if you want to check it out. But in this moment, in episode 16, he is analyzing the word holy and what it means to be holy. A very interesting, helpful, and insightful take on the word. To be holy is not about purity. Uh, the, the ancient definition of holiness, biblically, is describing God's uniqueness. So when we say God is holy, we're saying God is different than we are. God is unique. God has a, a different way of being than we do. And when we say a place is holy, we're saying there's something special and different and unique about that place. And so when the Bible calls us time and time again, there are verses that say, be holy for I am holy. Um, it's calling us to embrace the uniqueness, the quirkiness, the queerness of who we are. And I think if that's true holiness, embracing authenticity and queerness and uniqueness, then the greatest sin is conformity. It's trying to make everyone look the same, act the same, love the same, believe the same. I think the true uh, healing whole path that we're called to be on is the path where we allow and celebrate everyone to express the fullness of who they are, how they view the world, how they believe, what they look like, how they love, without any fear or judgment. And in that, 
we will find ourselves continually challenged to grow and change and to be refined and to evolve. Um, and so that's essentially kind of what the whole chapter is trying to get at, is to say, let's move away from this impulse to conform, to make ourselves look like one another, to fit in to a group. And instead, what if the church embraced holiness as queerness and began to really celebrate when people rose up with different identities or different beliefs or different political perspectives? And, and how could that actually help us evolve quicker as a people, grow more close to God, to divine in all people? Um, so for me to be holy is to be queer, it's to embrace diversity. And uh, that is, I think, one of my primary missions, uh, so to speak, in the American church today is to go into spaces and say, listen, when you're trying to make everyone act, believe, look, vote like you, you're doing this thing wrong. And we know where that ends. It ends in bad places. Uh, society only progresses in diversity. It only progresses when there is freedom of thought and freedom of expression and freedom of us to be who we are in our fullness. Last but not least, number five. Throughout this journey, we have discussed trauma so fucking much, and for good reason. But we have also talked about healing, how to own our trauma, our experiences, and use them to move ourselves forward, to heal. However, we cannot heal until we are safe. Something the wise Joe Lumen discusses in episode 40. Joe is a loud and proud advocate that speaks and teaches about decolonizing church, theology, spirituality, and faith, as well as the importance of dismantling white supremacy, the patriarchy, and capitalism. My last takeaway is from her episode, number 40. I kept on reading and I kept on praying and I kept on begging and I kept on staying up and journaling. And I remember one day I was in the, we have a playroom where my kids make messes and I'm usually <laughs> cleaning it up at the end of the night. And I was cleaning the playroom, putting all these toys away, feeling just miserable, you know, feeling just miserable inside, having done all the things and still having been lied about, abused, kicked out of the church, feeling like I don't belong anywhere, feeling alone in this country, away from all of my family. I came here for, for church, for Christianity, and Christianity was turning its back on me because I don't agree with it anymore. So feeling like, okay, I'm all alone. And I was kneeling there, picking up these toys. And I remember saying out loud, am I just not good enough to be listened to? Am I just not worthy of, of having my prayers answered? Am I just not good enough? Am I just not, are you just going to ignore me forever? Um, and it makes me emotional because I meant it. I meant it. I had prayed. I had begged. I had done all the things they told me to do inside of the church. And all I got back was silence by God. And then the disdain of Christians. And, and I, I, I remember hearing someone say, if you keep waiting for someone to save you, you are still immature and it's never going to happen. It's on you. 
you're going to have to save yourself. And, um, and now I know that was the divinity in me, right? The divinity in me had been leading me, but I had been squashing it and ignoring it for the voice of these men that had told me that they were divinity, that they had divinity. But the divinity in me had been telling me mm -hmm. all this time to leave, had been telling me all this time that I knew that my intuition was right, that I know. And this divinity in me told me, you keep looking for your savior out there, but it is within you. You will save yourself. I judged myself a lot because I should have left sooner. I said to myself, no, I left when I could. I yeah. left when I felt safe. My entire identity, my finances, everything was tied to this church. Um, and, and to this day, I haven't officially, I'm bisexual, but I haven't come out as bisexual because I don't feel safe. Not mm. with people, like I can tell you and I can tell anybody, but there are some family members that I don't feel safe. So I'm not super vocal about it because I'm still heterosexual passing because I'm in a heterosexual marriage that most of these people know, yeah. like they don't know it's an open marriage. So they think it's fine. She's still fine because she's still in this heterosexual marriage. I'm like, well, uh, <laughs> but I don't, well, <laughs> uh, but I don't owe them my story. I don't owe them. And I am not being deceitful by not telling them my story because they are not safe to hold it. Mm. So they don't get it. They don't get my story. Um, so it is not a, a lack of character on my part. It's uh, I respect myself and love myself enough to protect my story and also to understand when I am not safe. Um, so the people that I'm safe with, I share my story with. The people that I'm not safe with, they don't get my story. And it is their loss and not my deception. And there it is, the final episode of season one. No, you're crying. You are. Oh my gosh. I really can't believe it's been a year. We've gone through so much together and I cannot, I, I really cannot put it into words what this experience has been like, what it has meant to me. It has been my honor to have met so many of you, to have learned about your journeys and to have been just a small part of them. I feel very, very blessed. Although this is a break of episodes, please do continue to reach out. Again, I will be on social media even more now. And like I said in the intro, if you want to be involved in season two and the community of Have a Blessed Gay, please do reach out to me. I cannot wait to hear from you. Continue sharing the podcast, share with friends, coworkers, family members, and keep the conversation going. Fight for yourself and fight for others. You are freaking worthy. To keep in the know and get updates, sign up for the email list on the website, haveablessgay.com. And as always, I post helplines in the show notes for every episode. So if you are struggling, please do not hesitate to check them out. You are not alone. Until next time, baby angels, you are special. You are purposeful. And you are fucking beautiful. Have a blessed day, y'all.